Hashem. We're back in the base of Medrash. We're back here. It's going to be a Be'ez Hashem, a beautiful Zman, a Gavaldiga Zman, a productive Zman, Basiat Deshmaya. And I want to start with a topic today which I believe to be very, very important um, in a general manner <clears throat> and specifically for this month. And that is the Indian of Sirius Aima. We know that we just started not so long ago, in fact, 21 days ago, we started counting Sphiris Aima. And I want to understand a little bit of the depths of what exactly is going on in Sphiris Aima. What is happening? What is the purpose? What is the message? And what are we meant to gain on a very practical level from the Indian of Sphiris Aima? We mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it again that the Maram Shik has a Sefer Mitzvahs where he brings down the order of the mitzvahs. And he counts the mitzvah as mitzvah shin zayin. Which basically means that um, the mitzvah is exactly in the middle. You have, th- you have got exactly 306 on one side, 306 on the other side, and bang smack in the middle, right? Because you've got 613. So you've got the middle number is sphere What does that mean? So Svermakdoshim bring down it must tell us that the Inu Sphiris Oma is the middle mitzvah. It's the middle. The middle is what bases everything. When you have a building, what's the most important thing? The middle beam that holds the whole building. Says the Maramshik, that's what's going on in Sphiris Oma. We have to understand why. Why is it that Sphiris Oma, according to the Maramshik, Sefer mitzvahs, is the middle mitzvah. It's the one that holds everything, holds all the other mitzvahs. Why? What exactly is so special about Sphiris Oima? It's, it's a great mitzvah. It's a shine of it's even a Doraisa Drabona nowadays. But it's, it's a wonderful mitzvah. Why is it so special? What's so gewaldig about it? That's the shaila. So, that's what I want to explain a little bit about this. The Orachayim HaKadosh, in Vayikach of Gimel, quotes the Zoya HaKadosh, that brings down that when Klal Yisrael were in the depths of Tumor of Mitzrayim, and the Rabbani Shalom wanted to bring them to Kabbalah Satorah, to bring them to Harasinai, to have an acceptance of the Torah. It was like a marriage. The Rabbani Shalom Kaviyachal wanted to be married with Kalal Yisrael. And just like before, says the Rechaim HaKadosh, a person gets married. A Kalal is required, Shivan Akim, seven clean days before the Hasana. So too the Rabbani Shalom required Kalal Yisrael to have seven clean weeks. Seven weeks of counting, seven weeks of improvement before we get to Kabbalah Satoya. The Me'am Loyer says that the 50th level of Tumah corresponds to the 50, 50 days that we count. And the question is, okay, that was then, but why now? Okay, good. They came out with trying, they needed, to, they were mamish, what was going on over there? They needed to bring themselves up before they came to Kabbalah Satoya, before they came to Sinai. But what about us? What's it going to do with us? Says the Ramchal and Derech Hashem that it's not just then. Every single year Kalal Yisrael require to become higher, to become better people before we come to Shavuos. And therefore there is a practical something going on over here. The Sfas Emes writes a similar thing as well. The Sfas Emes says it's every year. It's not just once that happened. But this year, Tov Shin Pei Aleph, every single one of us have to work on ourselves, have to do something to bring ourselves up before we get to Gabala Satoya. And therefore, Svir Sa'ima has a reality, has a practical nafkamina to all of our lives. We know, when do we start counting Svir Sa'ima? The second night of Pesach. 
Second night of Pesach, you guys were just about to start your second Seder night. And just before you did at Mariv, you begin Sfirah How do we know that? Okay, the Torah says of Machas HaShabbos. Right? The next day, which we learn, Chazal tell us, it means the second day of Pesach. But why, really, do we start the second day of Pesach? What, what's, the, what's the message? What's the deeper meaning of understanding? Why we start counting specifically the second day of Pesach? And the answer I saw was like this. That we have to understand. What happened on Pesach? What did we talk about Seder night? What was the whole discussion at our Seder tables? And I was so glad to have some beautiful Tamidim sitting at the Seder. And it was Gavaldic. And we discussed this. We discussed the idea of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. That Kalal Yisrael came out of Mitzrayim. He came out of being an Avodim to Paroi. And now Avodim to the Rabbi Nishlein. What an incredible thing. What an incredible idea. But you know what? Sometimes people think that once you're out, so you're out. It's good. Oh, relax. It's great. This month began. That's it. All I have to do is just show up. Now that's true. But it has to go deeper than that. And perhaps that's the message of Sphira Saima. Perhaps the message of Sphira Saima is specifically on the second day of Pesach. Yes. You talked about Yitzhak Mitzrayim. You had a say tonight. Gavaldik. You got out of Mitzrayim. Chayim Odom Liris says Atzmai. All of us sat there at the Seder table and we closed eyes. You remember? We closed our eyes and we thought we just left Mitzrayim. The gates were open. We were able to leave. We're free people. This is beautiful. It doesn't stop there. Being a free person is a means to an end. It gets you somewhere, but only if you continue working. And the mitzvah, the idea of Sfirah Sa'ima is exactly that. The mitzvah of Sfirah Sa'ima is, okay, you left Mitzrayim, you had your tears Mitzrayim. Keep on going, keep on going, so that you can come to Kabbalah Satoira. And that's what you have to realize. And that's what it is. The Chadush Arim says a similar idea as well. The Chadush Arim, the Gereva says, what is the pshat, the way that we count? You ever wondered, anyone ever thought about this, why do we count the way we count? One, Two, three, four. That's not how people count. How do you count when you're looking forward to something? You get engaged. What happens when you get engaged? So you buy what they have is called a chosen clock. Right? I think it's called a chosen clock or anything. Right? I mean, you could probably get it in America. Right? Type of place that they'll sell these things. You get a clock and you type in the exact time of the chuppah. Mamish, the exact day and the moment of the marriage. Unbelievable. And you press start. And the countdown begins. How many days, how many hours, how many minutes, and how many seconds until the ring goes on the finger and you're a married man? Ah. You count down! Same thing, everything you count down, right? When is Benis... This month just began. When is Benis month? When do we end? When do we end this month? How many days left till we end this month? You have the calendars upstairs, cross, okay. One day, we did it! Next! Not in Yeshiva, obviously. I'm talking about, you know, whatever, in other places, you know? We count down, NASA, right? Have the countdown. Four, three, two. They have the LF million of dollars. Right? When they had episode New Year's, the Minyonayim, for their countings, the Goyesha calendar. For those people that count with the Goyesha calendar. It's my birthday today. Right? Anyway, how do you count down? You count down. Four, three. Why are we not counting down? Come on, Asatoira! Kavaldi, we're going to stand in Sinai. All of us are going to stand in this space, Amedrish. On Shavuot this morning, listening to the Aseris Adibras, being the Kabbalah Torah fresh. No, why do we count down? Why are we counting up? What's the Pshat? The Pshat is this, side. Counting down something, what does it mean? 
Counting down means that that's Choshev. That's Choshev. Whatever I get to, whether it's the marriage, whether it's the launch of the, of the rocket, whether it's Beinaz Manim, that's Choshev. But the way to get there is not. So the Chudush Havim, what we're counting over here, is not just to Kabbalah Satoya, but we're counting every single day. Because every single day is Choshev. Every single day has its purpose. And that's something that we have to take that message. It's one of the most important things we have to realize. Is that every single day of Sefirah Sa'ima, every single day that we have right now is an opportunity to become closer to the Rabbi Nishalayim. To come closer to Shavuos, closer to Kabbalah Satoya, to make ourselves more of a base kibble, a utensil that is roy for the Torah to go inside. That's what this is. So we learn Perkayavis now. Why do we learn Perkayavis? This is the time that we work on ourselves. It's all the sign of all the series that we're going to be discussing. All of that is this working on ourselves. Because that is what this is. And that's what we have to realize. That's why we know there's a machlokas. Is it one mitzvah? Is Sfirah one big mitzvah? Or is it little parts and every single night's another mitzvah? For example, what happens, this will be the nafkamin of the shayla. What happens if a person is going into surgery on the 22nd day of the oimah? He's going to be out cold for a whole day, 24 hours completely. He's not going to be able to count the oimah. Should he count the beginning or not? Do you say that each individual night is its own separate mitzvah? Or do we say, no, it's one big mitzvah, it just has to happen to have 49 parts. For example, famous one, if I have a sophic, I don't know, did I, did I count, did I not count, I forgot one night, do I yes make a bra? What are these shaylas? What's pshat in the machlekes? Let's not go into halachically right now. Maybe the answer is there's two things over here. There's a short-term goal, and there's a long-term goal. We need both. We need a short-term goal. Every day is its own day. And on the other side, there's a bigger picture also. And that bigger picture is 49 parts of the small days add up into one big Sefirah Sa'imah. And that's what the message is of Sefirah Sa'imah. The message of Sefirah Sa'imah is that we have to realize that every single day counts. Every single moment counts. We're counting up because every moment is something to count for. It's worth counting. The Torah tells us that Avram Zokin Ba Bayomim. What does it mean by Avram Zokin? Bayomim. How do you translate that? I don't know how the article translated it, but I'm assuming they translated Abraham was old and he came with his days. What on earth does that mean? What is the Torah telling us? So Pshale once heard is that many people are old, many people come in their years, they, very get, they live to an old age, which is a tremendous bracha. But it doesn't mean you have anything to show for it. Avram Avinu was old in years. Bayomim. He came with his days. He came with every one of his days fulfilled, using every moment that he possibly have. Rabbi said, the Haile of which us Ashkenazim generally follow when it comes to halacha, the Ramah wrote in his life 33 svarim, apart from the Ramah, which all of Ashkenazim follow. 33 svarim. Not just the Darkei Moshe, but many others. How many years did he live? 33 years. He was 33 years old and he wrote 33 svarim and became the Pesach of Kalal Yisrael. That's an unbelievable thing. The Chavetz Chaim famously said that life is like a postcard. You ever wrote a postcard? It's a bit old-fashioned. But in the olden days, people wrote postcards. So in the beginning of the postcard, you write big lettering. Dear, how are you? This is my vacation. 
you get to the end, all of a sudden, like, oh, there's no space left. And you're cramming it in at the bottom. That's not what life is meant to look like. When you have time, you have plenty of time. We're still young. You've got plenty of time. What are you rushing? What are you rushing? There's so much time. Every moment is precious. It's every moment that we have is so chashuv. And we could use it for so much good. It's so important. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, Zatzal, called over his grandson on the day of his bar mitzvah. And he said, I have a present for you. Ooh, this guy does a present. Kabbalik. What is it? So you go, come with me. He goes into the study. He's like, oh no, it's a safe at Nochashom. So he walks into the study and he, Rabbi Yaakov gets on the ladder. And he goes to the top of somebody, takes out a box. Oh, wow. What is this? Schmack. Latest technology. What is it? And he opens up the box. And as he's opening it, his grandfather, Rabbi Yaakov, says, my dear grandson, I just want to tell you before you see what the present is. This is the greatest present you will ever receive. He's thinking, wow, what is this? Opens it up. It's a watch. Okay, it's a you know, nice Casio Gishmaka watch, but like, that's the greatest present I'll receive? What do you mean? What about the bike? What about the shas? Somebody give out a present. The bike, the, the watch. He said, because this is time. And time is the most valuable thing that we have. My Rebbe of Scheinberg used to go around the world speaking. And sometimes the whole schmooze would be one word. Time. Time. That's all it, that, was, that was the schmooze. And that's what he felt was necessary for people to know and realize that our time is Khoshev. Every moment we have on this world, every moment we have in yeshiva, every moment you have to improve yourself to become a better person, is worlds. We have to take that opportunity. I want to just end with two Kavaldiga Mises. Rabbi Israel said one of these stories at one of the seminars that he used to give in Shalhevis. And he said there was an 18-year-old boy, a Bacha from England, that was diagnosed with cancer. And the doctors basically told him that chemotherapy will not work. It just won't work. There's no point doing it. He advised the family, do me a favor, take your son home, let him live the last few weeks that he has left, the last few days, in peace, shalom, let him live in his, in his house with his kids, with his siblings, with his family, with his parents. Let him live that way. The family said, no, no, no. We're not giving up so quickly. They took him to America. And they brought him to a certain medical center that was very close to Rizul Tauber's home. And the doctors told him that they had a therapy that was still in the experiment time. Right? They were still experimenting whether it works or not. It was very painful. And it might extend his life by a few months, possibly. But the doctor said, we will only go through with the therapy if the patient signs a paper taking full responsibility for the procedure. So the father of this sick boy called Rabbi Israel Tauber, who lived near the medical center in America, and he said, my son very much would like to speak to you. So Rabbi Israel Tauber goes to the hospital and meets, meets with this boy. And he said, can the parents please step out for a few minutes? I want to have some private time with the boy. So the boy says to me, says Rabbi Zul Tabas, he says over the story, the boy says to me, I know I'm going to die very, very soon. I have no complaints against Hashem, even though I have no, I have no understanding why Hashem has put me in this situation. I'm not afraid. The only thing that bothers me is my, my parents, my family are going to be very much pained, but I accept the Rabbi Nishalolim's Zera wholeheartedly, completely. Nevertheless, he said, I have been told that this therapy can extend my, uh, my life for a few months, maybe a month, maybe two, maximum. The question is, what is the purpose? Like, seriously. I, I'm living another month. What type of life am I living? 
I can barely concentrate. I can barely put on tefillin. I can't concentrate really to say a bracha. I can barely learn Torah. I can't do that much. What is the purpose of me living another month? Wouldn't it be basically inflicting more pain upon my parents to watch me go through the pain of this process? Why can't we just end it now? So Rabbi Taba was trying to give this boy a little bit of chizuk. And he said the only thing he could possibly think of is explaining him and educating him in what it means to live for a little bit longer. So he said, what is the greatest mitzvah of the whole Torah? What is the greatest mitzvah of the Torah? The boy said, I don't know. Bahim. To live by them. To live by the Torah. That is the greatest mitzvah. He said, he told this boy, can you imagine if the situation would arise, a person has to basically be over transgress every mitzvah in the Torah just to save his, obviously exception for the big three, not just to save his life. That's what it is. A person is starving to death. You eat chaz, you eat pig in order to save your life. And he said, can you imagine the following scene? Rabbi said, I want you just to imagine this for a moment. Imagine an old man who's in the hospital. He's a vegetable. He's living like a vegetable. He's living on, you know, life support machine. There's nothing that he does whatsoever. The doctors guaranteed the family they can extend his life for approximately 10 seconds. They know for a fact. 10 seconds, they can extend his life. However, there's one condition. It will only work if every Yid in the entire world will do an Aveira. Every Yid in the entire world does an Aveira, he will live for 10 more seconds. Again, what, doing what? A vegetable. Doing absolutely nothing. What, what's the halacha? So he continued and he said the halacha would be, not this is a nice thing to do, it's a chiv, it's an obligation that every single person will transgress the Aveira in the world so this human being can live for 10 more seconds. Even though he won't be doing anything. Yesh koina oilamoi b'sho achas. Rabbi say every single one of us. We're alive. We're well. We can talk. We can, we can move. We can thank the Rabbi Nishal Oilam. We can daven. We can learn. We can make brachas. We can say thank you. We can smile at someone. We can do chesed for somebody else. Rabbi Sai, this is a yid that's in a vegetable state for 10 more seconds. Everyone in the world has to do an Aveira. And it's a chiv, it's an obligation. Over here, Rabbi Sai, every single one of us, have an opportunity to live a life where we can improve ourselves. That's fair. So, Amen. Let me just end with one last Gavaldiga Maisa. And this Maisa is such a beautiful story. And it's so true as well. The Rosh Hashiva of Tells. The Rosh Hashiva of Tells says over the story. And he said over the story as follows. That he remembers that when his Rebbe, Rebbe Meir Brach, the Rosh Hashiva of Tells, was in hospital. He said over his Rebbe was dying of his last illness. He looked sick. Half him to concentrate, half him to open his eyes. He barely noticed his closest Talmidim. And the Talmudian went over to the bed to hear. Because they saw the Rebbe was murmuring something, saying something. I wanted to hear what was the Rebbe saying? What could he possibly be saying in the last moments of his life? And he heard the following A Shvera Mishpat. A Shvera Mishpat. A Shvera Mishpat. A hard judgment. And the Talmudian didn't know what to make of this. A Shvera Mishpat. A hard judgment. 
His Rebbe was a person that lived besimcha. His whole life was pure happiness, pure simcha sachayim. He didn't have an easy life. He lost his wife and four children in the Holocaust. He wrote Chidushe Torah. And he said, people shouldn't be upset about that I'm writing Chidushe Torah at this time, but it's the only thing that's keeping me alive. It's the only thing that's keeping me going, is writing Chidushe Torah. He lived a life of Simcha, and now yet at the end of his life, after such an incredible life, he was saying the Shadara Mishpah, they said, Rabbi, what's the matter? You had such an incredible life. Talmidim, a yeshiva, Torah, you did such incredible things. What's a Shadara Mishpah? Listen to what he said. He said, my whole life I was doing something. My whole life I was busy. I was accomplishing. What am I doing now? That's a Shvera Mishpat. That he wasn't able to accomplish so much. Even being alive he was accomplishing. But so much on his level he wasn't able to accomplish Rabbi Sai. The mitzvah Shvera Sa'ime is exactly this. It teaches us that every moment we're on this world, we're here to accomplish. Every moment we can become better, we can come closer, and we should take a use this. Let's use the mitzvah, spirit, sa'im, the counting that we do shouldn't just be merely in the words, hayoim, yoim, esim, v'yechot. No! It should represent what do we do today? What do we accomplish today? And the Ezra Shem, the Rabbi give us a lot of siyata d'shmaya. We should have a beautiful zman, a productive zman, and every single one of us, the Ezra Shem, will come to Shavuos, Kabbalah Satoya, with a gavaldiga, productive, and wonderful zman. Have a great day.